Good morning, everybody. It is Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. So I'm on my way to work because my wife is on vacation. So today she's getting on a jet plane and flying to Wisconsin. I hope the pilot has not been vaccinated or anything bad happens. So obviously she will be in my prayers because uh, kind of like having her around, even though she works me like a rented mule. So <clears throat> let's get on with this shit show called a podcast. Um, lately, I've been thinking about socialism and how quick a society can become socialist and how I remember a, it was a Time magazine, maybe, cover that once said, we're all socialists now. And I thought, you know, to myself, being a patriot, well, fuck you. No, we're not. But I guess Time Life had it correct <clears throat> because there's a really fine line between capitalism and socialism. Now, I'm a free market guy, and capitalism is so far from free markets, it's fucking unreal. Capitalism is, you know, win, lose. I win, you lose. I'm a capitalist, business owner. I got to get the best deal. Fuck you. In free market, it's like I can't do business with you if I can't offer you something you want. And you're not going to deal with me if, if my price or the, the agreement, the deal, is too high or unreasonable. So it, it kind of works that way. So we are really close to socialism. And, and I've been studying some of the stuff like BlackRock, which is an asset management corporation. It's like, I don't know. $11 trillion, trillion with a T. That's like 11 and 12 zeros. <clears throat> and they're a world, you know, thing. Started back in the 80s. It's an American investment or a management company. It's now global. And they have another, there's three of them, the big three. There's Black, uh, BlackRock, um and two others, I'm going to post a link to a PDF I managed to abscound with for uh, my website. And I'll have it on, my, on this podcast description to where you can download it. Um, about, you know, BlackRock and, and, and what they're up to and these big three companies that manage almost, a, I don't know, like $80 trillion dollars. And BlackRock kind of seems to be the, the head of the snake with these big three. It didn't say they were in cahoots, but they're in cahoots. And it talks about their mission statement and what they're up to. And They use words like equity, not good. Social planning, not good, you know. And so basically they should just come right out and say deep state, reset, one world government. Fuck you, plebs. But they don't. They use really pretty language. I mean, God. I mean, if they were going to rape you and they convinced you with that language, you would be like, yes, please. When do we start? So when you look at the assets they manage and the 
the voting shares. That's another sneaky fucking thing they do. It's like all these companies that they manage, they're on the board of a lot of these huge companies. Like, you know, Microsoft, Amazon, Apple, Alphabet, you know, which owns Google and YouTube. They sit on the boards of these as advisors and shareholders in a lot of places to where they can say, you know, they almost have controlling vote and they definitely have controlling persuasion. So I was going to print something out I'd put together so I could use it for notes as I'm driving, but that never works anyway. But I, I wasn't paying attention, screwed something up, and then it got deleted and lost and gone forever. So I didn't get to print it out. Pfft, whatever. Um, but in socialist societies, it's the control of the means of production. And, and, and also the control of labor, or the means of labor. And, and, and what comes down to the the production of of materials and costs and all that they you know socialism controls those things like the factories and the machines and who makes the machines and who buys the machines and where the machines come from are all under control of the government like in China China owns all the factories if you open a factory there they have all your intellectual rights. They'll tell you where you'll build that factory, what kind of machines to use, how you're going to do it. As far as your licensing agreement with the company that actually invented it, tough shit. You know, Kodak, they don't care. It's like, you'll do it this way or you're not going to do it in China. And companies will look at the trade-offs and the benefit and they'll go, okay, we'll let you do that because why? Well, because labor costs is like per per day for one of their people is like ridiculous it's like a hundred or more times lower you know i went into a local knife shop one time i think i've told this story before to buy a, a buck knife for my son's birthday it's a really nice one you know wooden handle and all that shit you know wooden handle and Really nice. It's a buck knife. I like buck knives. He likes buck knives. So I was in the knife shop and I saw another one that looked exactly like it. And it was like, you know, $20 and the buck knife was $120. And I was like, these two look alike. And he's like, yeah, that's made in China. They, they steal the designs. Anything they want. I mean, they don't care if it's Gucci spelt the right way and the same logo. They just tell Gucci to go fucking pound sand. And he goes, it's actually a really good knife. Chinese steel is really good, you know. And, and this company, whoever they are, Yang Chao Wow, you know, make a really good steel and everything's made really good. And I go, well, well then what's the difference? He goes, the difference is, you know, a dollar a day or... $30 an hour. That's why. Because that knife costs some pennies to, to develop as far as labor costs. You know, steel and wood and all that's the same for them. Maybe, maybe not as buck, but it's the labor cost. 
And so they control the means of production. M-O-P. You want to look it up. Um, and in America, when you look around, you go, well, what are the means of production? Well, there's minerals like the mining and the lumber and the logging and everything. You know, the, the manufacturing, the machinery, the tools, the equipment, the oils that run the machines. Uh, you know, the money. Who, you know, whose money is it? Because there's control in money. You know, if it's all my money, I'll print whatever I want at my newspaper. F off. But if you start borrowing or leveraging to, to build a new factory, then you're beholden. It's the land. Who owns the land that your factory sits on? You think you do, but do you? Did you borrow to get that land? Can they pull that rug out from under you for any vague, simple, fucking stupid reason they want? How about the electricity? So when you look at a product and how it is made and what's involved in that, like a pencil, you know, who mines the graphite? Who puts the graphite together in a little round stick? Who mines the wood? Who builds it? See, it becomes so many things and that is the means of production of a pencil. And in socialist countries, they control that. They own it, basically. They might let people manage it, but the bottom line is, the corporate structure of it is, it's not even the, the board members. It's not the stockholders. It is the government. It is the big dog on the porch. And in socialist countries, it's the government. And so they don't take a vote and go, hey, should we do this or that? And because they're not profit-driven in socialist countries, they don't really care if people want a blue Ford Raptor. Blue is an ugly color and they don't like it. In fact, why would you even need a Raptor Oh, to go four-wheel driving? No, you can't four-wheel drive. What are you talking about? This land belongs to the king. You can't go four-wheeling on it. You can't go hunting on it. You can't even walk on it without a permission slip from the king. I'm using the king word kind of just as a joke because that's who runs our country really is the king of, uh, of America or the deep state or whatever. So if you, if you, I, I'm not, like that smart of a guy to where I can quote how much, you know, BlackRock owns in this company or that company. You know, it's all there with a Google search. Just type in um, land ownership, um, factory ownership, mineral rights ownership. And if you look at this DEF thing or whatever it is with diesel trucks now, well, um, Union Pacific is cutting back on the deliveries of it. Because it's a fertilizer product. And who owns Pacific Railway? I mean, mostly owns it? BlackRock. Who owns some of the biggest fertilizer companies in America that import all this stuff from Russia and Ukraine and India? BlackRock. Um, 
Who owns the companies in India, Russia, and Ukraine a lot of times? BlackRock. So see, their tentacles are far and wide. And the only people that are really safe from BlackRock right now, uh, well, uh, Russia. See, because Russia fell so flat on its face back then that nobody wanted to be involved in it, which was great for them because Putin stood up and said, great, all of the jackals have left. They picked our bones clean and now they're gone. They won't think about us again for quite a while. So they don't have all this stupid shit going on owned by BlackRock or controlled by BlackRock or voted on by BlackRock. See, and these other something states, I thought it was like small states, like meaning, you know, like America. No, it's not. And one other one, Global Enterprises or something. So together, those three control almost, I don't know, it's like $200 trillion in diff, different, you know, fingers in their pies everywhere around the world. It's like, oh, my God. And BlackRock's the one we hear about. But when you put those three together with a few other, you know, asshats, then all of a sudden you see that they, they control $200 trillion in assets. They manage them. They say how those products are built and made by the people that build and make them. Now, you know, people go, oh, yeah, George Soros, he's one of them. No, George Soros is a nothing. He's a billionaire, maybe even a three, four hundred dollar billionaire like Bezos and Elon Musk. They control two hundred trillion dollars with a T again, not with a B or an M, but a T. And so their power really is. So I need to make a correction or correct an error. Somewhere I had read that BlackRock and the other two uh, companies controlled $200 trillion. And I think that might have been globally and the worth of the companies they also kind of control. But as far as their asset management portfolio, from what I can see, was uh, close to 20-some trillion, like the numbers that I posted in the in the video back a little ways. And so I just wanted to correct that. Um, I think between the three of them, it was uh, close to 20, 22 trillion. And those are a few years old, so I think the new ones are close to I'm going to just say $22 trillion, which is an obscene amount of control. And also, uh, when you think about it, that's maybe three quarters of our national debt. So that's a big chunk of change. You know, when you, when you, when you look at it as we've done everything we've done over the last how many years to rack up 30-some trillion in debt and they control that almost that much out there in other countries so 12 zeros i mean it all sounds quite abstract and ooh, oh what the hell but that's a lot of money it's a lot of control it's a lot of influence so anyway i wanted to make that correction is it's just amazing you know and 
and and if and and they probably have a lot of controlling stock in Microsoft, in Tesla, in all these companies like you know Amazon and everything, to where they just got to snap their finger and Bezos will go okay, because they manage their portfolio and not only that, they sit on the board, so even if Bezos and, and Elon Musk goes, I don't want to do that. They just outvote them. At least Elon Musk has some control over his corporation. And maybe Bezos does too, and maybe Microsoft does, or Bill Gates. But you don't know. You don't set on the board. So just like Steve Jobs was the creator of Apple Computer, he got voted out and kicked to the curb. Now, he did get some sweet fucking revenge on them, but that was way back in the 80s and 90s when well, BlackRock wasn't even, yeah, wasn't even created until like 88, 89, somewhere in there. So do some homework and look at it because what happens when we as American socialists decide we want to do something? Oh, oh, maybe diesel trucks. You think these companies that aren't talking about like in California newer trucks that won't even start if you haven't updated the latest version and got your social credit score up high enough to even run that truck and then you don't have DEF in it so you can't even start that truck and they're not going to make sure you have any DEF unless you play by their rules who controls shipping BlackRock there you go right bam there's your smoking gun who controls manufacturing in America all these companies which are very few very very few you know, companies that make shit, like maybe Itzy, you know, BlackRock. Who are you going to buy your metal, metal from, your lithium from, if it's manufactured or mined in America? BlackRock. Who owns the means of production in America? What little that we have of it? BlackRock. Now, in a socialist society, the worker has the right, see, because it was all set up for the worker whatever so you can you can determine where you're going to work whereas in communism they just stick you in a cog in a wheel and say shut up and go to work here but i don't know anything about this it's like shut up the wheel goes round and round shut the fuck up and that's why it fails mostly faster than socialism because communism you know people learn the system and they just quit working you know they're sick their mom died their dog died their cat died you know, they got another 25 days a month and free paid vacations and stuff. So it's just like in the Soviet Union. That's why it collapsed. Nothing got done. And they went broke because they ran out of other people's money. Well, BlackRock isn't planning on running out of other people's money for quite a while. And then you look at our inept leadership who are just a fucking joke. I mean, honestly, I'm not voting for president this year. I don't care. Unless Jesus shows up. And he can prove he's actually Jesus. Which he's not going to. So I don't have to worry about that. So. Any any layer that you want to Google. And look into as far as. The means of production. You will see. Blackrock and dirty money everywhere. And the deep state. 
who probably own and control BlackRock and the big three. Just like they own and control all of Washington, all of the media, all of big tech. Oh, and that's another thing in the means of production is media, news. See, it all works together. And, and you would normally think as a capitalist, like, well, that's cool because we need all these things for production. Yeah, yeah, you do. You really do. You're not going to make a widget unless you've got plastic or dyes or chemicals or metal or machines or factories or electricity or workers. But in a free market society, I can open that widget factory. I can buy the land. I can find the materials. I can strike a deal with anyone I want for that, that plastic or the metal. And I can shop around and there's jobbers out there that if you don't like this price, you can go to that company or whatever. What happens when it's all run by Uncle Sam or BlackRock? Well, sucks to be you. That's it. There's, that's, that's the answer. What do you do about it when you don't like that, you know, that product for your manufacturing? Sucks to be you. You know, well, I don't want to pay that much for the land. In fact, I, you're telling me I can't even own it. I have to lease it. So therefore, I have no say in what I do on it. Sucks to be you. You know, I don't want to lease it. I want to buy it. Sucks to be you. You know, I don't want to lease that machinery from this company because, well, they're one of your, your you know, chosen, you know, uncle's monkey's uncle's friend that owns that manufacturing company now somehow weirdly knows nothing about it, sucks to be you. So with a flip of a switch up here, we're already socialists. We have it diversified so much so that you think that we're still free market. But look at China shutting down you know, uh, Singapore. Bam. No more shipping. You know, they can blame it on Putin and Russia shutting down certain parts of their fertilizer. But that's only because they're smart like we used to be. And they go, we're not going to give up products we need to our enemies that will use them against us. Just like in the, in the end of the world apocalypse. You know, are you going to sell somebody your guns and ammo that will just turn around and shoot you with them like in Terminator? You know, just loads up the gun while the guy's grabbing something. And he goes, hey, you can't do that. And bam shoots them you don't do that with enemies or unknown players so <laughs> you know it, it's just you think that we have some means of production in America but we don't you think that we have the mineral rights in America but we don't you think that you own some land and you can you can drill a well and use the water to make beer, but you can't. I mean, when you look at it, you're just like, oh, my God, we're there. It's not like we're going down this slippery slope. We have fallen off the fucking slippery slope. We're in the mud, flailing around, trying to stand up with so much mud caked on our eyes, we can't even see which way is up. And you can't even get a glass of water to rinse your eyes out. I don't know how to put it any other way. 
you know, when, when you look at America, and I've said this forever, the fat lady sang a long time ago, probably 80 years ago, with the progressive movement. And this has all been a long plan, just like, you know, everybody talks about China and the, the long game, you know, 200 years. Well, we're pretty good at that in the world uh, leaders that actually run the world like BlackRock puppeteers because they're not even the puppet masters. Um, they've been looking at the long game for a long time and America just turned around and pissed them all off. But, you know, back then, you know, we could really literally invade the country where all these rich families were, steal their shit and shoot them because we were that big a badass. Well, they've whittled that down to nothing now to where we don't even see them as a threat like we would have 80, 100 years ago. You know, like the Barbary pirates and, you know, the shores of Tripoli, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, we went in there and just said, stop doing it. Bitch slapped the fuck out of them and then went home. They were done. They quit. We were home. We were done. Got drunk. Had sex with our wives. Raised families. End of story. So it's not that way anymore. So 80, 90 years ago, we just slipped. Allowing the progressive movement to slowly eat away at our foundation. Destroying it one simple minor weedy, teedy, weedy, you know, thing at a time. You know, families, they've been working on that for a year. You know, education, you know. In the 80s, I remember them shooting a, a father that wanted his kids to be homeschooled in Utah, of all places. Mormonism. Well, the deep state was there too. And it's just like, if your kid don't go to school, the truant officers who are armed and dangerous will come and kill you and drag your kid kicking and screaming to school. And after school, he'll go to the state's uh, child protective services because, hey, did you know your daddy was dead? So this is how it's been going on forever. And it's, you know, it happened in Rome. It happened in every great civilization, even the ones you never heard of, you know. They get big, they become corrupt, they lose focus, you know, and, you know, Rome was a republic. Then they started going, well, we're a democracy, really. And then they just started losing and losing, and the people didn't care, because, see, in a democracy, everyone gets to vote. And the minute I can convince you that voting for me will make your life 2% better and fuck your neighbor, that rich son of a bitch with 20 acres more than you have, it's over. It's just fucking over. It's over, Johnny. It's over! So, we are socialists. We just don't know it. All the means of production were always controlled by big government for the longest times. You know, when the states started losing their land through the Bureau of Land Management, we lost one of the biggest means of production. Whether your state was heavy into logging, then along came the spotted owl, or farming, and along came the delta smelt or whatever that was, that stupid little fish. Or you did mining, cattle. <laughs> well, there you have it. You know, 
the government, the federal government, always controlled the means of production for the last 70, maybe 60 years. You know, you look at some of the cases with the Interstate Commerce Commission, you know, arrested a guy that was growing, you know, I think it was wheat, really for his, you know, he was growing stuff for his animals. And this, the, the, the feds came in and took his land, slapped him with these fines, locked him up, I think, because he was growing wheat. And because there was a, a problem with wheat, as far as the government was concerned, there was a problem. Then that was a violation of interstate commerce, which had nothing to do with that. But we allowed that to slip on by. See, nobody said no. Nobody was non-compliant. Everybody was already shaking in their boots long ago before you and I. I can pick on you and say, stand and fight, motherfucker. But you really can't. We fed the Goliath so long that it, the Goliath has become a giant. And we allowed that giant to reproduce and have giants in every industry and in everything that affects your life and mine. All the way down to city government has these mini Goliaths that can still kick your ass no matter how fucking badass you think you are. So it's not like I'm picking on people when I go fucking get involved. It's just a prayer, a hope and a fucking prayer that enough people will get involved. But that's not going to happen. When I say that, I don't mean it pessimistically it's just not going to happen you know the the sun will not rise in the west no matter how much you and i vote to change it it won't it's inevitability and really without strong men when that day comes which it is coming you will give up your guns eventually just for food for your family we've allowed that to become a reality we don't see it yet. We can all run around all big and bad with our fucking NRA shirts and God guns and girls or whatever the fuck. It's not going to work. They will play with us and play with us and then they will, bam, yank the rug out from under us with BlackRock and socialism. And we'll just sit there and go, well, who cares who owns it? I'm still buying my baby formula. Are you? Oh, no, there's some game going on somewhere else that you didn't know about. Mexico. Oh, and the immigrants along the border, they have lots of baby formula. And maybe now there's some for you and I, so we quit screaming. But we screamed, you know. Might not have tapped out right then, but we were on the verge of it. And that was like a, a warning shot. It's like, we can starve your fucking children to death, you stupid ass. What do you think we're going to do to you when we flip that switch? You're going to sit there and beg us to take your guns for some food rationing. In fact, if you're a good little plebe and you sign over your home and your land and your guns, we'll give you food, food rations. And then we've become communists. It's that fucking quick. Boom, shakalaka. So you can get all up in arms thinking that there's some hope in fucking hell that they won't take your guns, but they will. 
They'll take them. You'll give them to the government. You'll beg them to take them. And the only negotiation you will have is like, what do you mean? That's a really nice Glock. I have two of them with extra magazines. One week of food for me and my family? What I paid for that Glock at outrageous prices would have paid for at least a month's supply of food for my family. They just look at you like, whatever. Why are you talking to me? This is not a negotiation. You showed me what you have, and it's based on a scale. One gun, two magazines, 100 rounds, one week of food for five. Well, I have six kids. I'm taking care of my neighbors. He died. Nope. Our records show five. That's it. And next month, one of them's going to be an adult. And so then it'll be four. That's your negotiation. You have no leverage when that time comes. And if people don't use their guns right now anyway, what do we need them for? I mean, really, we get mad when they go, well, guns are for more than just hunting. It's for keeping an eye on our government. Really, that's not working. Hasn't worked for 80 years, motherfuckers. And I'm one of them. Trust me. I know. You know. And we're all waiting for that trigger and see the government knows it. Big Brother, BlackRock, the New World Order, they know that if they stop all this shit from happening and do do it on their time frame, no one will rise up. See, like right now, if there was an apocalypse, that's why we all dream about some fucking catastrophe. Because then all of a sudden, you can start shooting people and no one fucking is going to freak out about it because they're busy shooting people also. Now, but if that never, if that trigger never gets pulled, then we will just continue to boil away in water. that has been being turned up for 80 years. And pretty soon it'll do, I mean, you can only turn it up so hot, then all of a sudden it just starts boiling. How long have we been in boiling water? I think we've been in boiling water for 10, 15 years already. We've just gotten accustomed to the heat. So you don't really, you know, I'm sorry, America. Uh, for me and all my gun-toting friends, I'm sorry. You don't need your guns because you never used them. And when the time came to use them, you didn't. So now you're going to barter them away to feed your family. Sorry. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going on right this minute as you listen to this podcast. And I'm not calling for insurrection. You know, because, oh, my God, we need a peaceful protest. What I'm calling for is law enforcement on local levels and state levels to go, you know what? This needs to stop. We're going to go arrest all of these people in the state for doing this. Are you with us? If you are, don't worry. You don't have a badge and all that. But if these are the people you're trying to round up and if they fight and they try to hurt you, shoot them. I don't care. It sounds like really heinous, actually, right? When you think about it, it's like, oh, my God, you're talking about insurrection. I'm talking about legal use of law and order. We're a country of laws. So use them. I'm at work. I could go on and on about this, but I think you're a thinker, too. Realize what's happening. See it for what it is. And do something about it. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. We've made too many compromises already, too many retreats. They invade our space, and we fall back. 
I'm your Huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. That's just my game.